When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Greetings and well met, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 117 of Tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the Dungeon Crawler Network, and of course our sponsors over at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. I'm your host, Agelos, and it is hot here. Like, insanely hot. Hotter than being spooned by Mayrune's Dagon in the Deadlands. Yes, that hot. I am joined by Avi. Did I make it weird? <laughs> did did that intro not not set up the uh, the amount of heat that I have in my room right now? I had I had a whole uh, beginning and you you ruined it because I forgot it after you said that. <laughs> I literally crushed the intro with that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, so Avi, good to see you. Hey, good it's been like two you, weeks. Man. Been yeah, out it's and about. Been a while. Yeah. yeah. For those who uh, who didn't know, I was away uh, last week in D.C. for work training, and it was really cool because I actually got to meet a couple members from the community, including uh, Alessia uh, from the guild, and most people know her as Luna, but T.E.S. Fangirl on Twitter as well. So that was awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick, man. I saw the picture, dude. That was yeah. <laughs> awesome to see the community come together like that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And this cat will not leave me alone. She's like, you've been gone. I must sit on your lap. No, she won't leave me alone. <laughs> Strange visual, says Wicked Wolf in the chat room. Hello, chat room. Thank you so much for uh, coming out this early, early Sunday morning. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and get right on into this, because we got a little bit of news to cover and a fun discussion topic for today. Ooh, but before we start, I almost forgot. Um, generous Patreon uh, supporter, Anthony, sent us some codes to give away for two pets. One being a Rufus Mudcrab, and the other one being a Ponyguar. 
So we're going to kind of have like a little contest for those. And the little contest is um, on Twitter. You must, when this episode comes out, just do the little heart, the little like, and retweet. And I will randomly pick two people from that list who've retweeted. Now, again, I should say this is for the, I don't, I don't know if it will work on console, to be honest. Uh, but it's for the U.S. specifically, because uh, one of the main reasons why I got them is Anthony is from the EU, and uh, they don't work on EU codes, so it's U.S. codes. So, console, you're open to them, but I'm not sure if they'll work. I'm, they might. You could try it. Um, they're actually from the... the as she just walks across my camera. Uh, they're from the plushies, the plushies that gave away codes. So... That's what you'll do. I'll randomly pick two people. I'll pick the first one first, and they'll get their choice of which one they want, and then the second winner will get whichever one's left. So there you go. That's how you're. That's how you're going to get these. Like and retweet the uh, episode announcement when this comes out, and I'll randomly pick someone from there. Okay. Um, there was something else I need to mention too. Avi, help me out. What was it? Uh. Maybe I, I didn't even are tell we, you. Are we in quick dimensions? Because if we are, PS4 hit consoles? Is that it? Or not PS4 hit consoles. They're, PS4 uh, hit consoles? <laughs> yeah. That was me, that was me <laughs> wrapping too much up in one sentence. Uh, the Dark Brotherhood hit consoles. What I meant to say. Nice. Nice. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, that might have been I, it. That one but right. It was something else I was going to talk about, too. But I don't think I told you. Oh. Um, update 12. That's what I was going to say. We're not going to talk about that now. We're going to wait and let it fester for about a week. Uh, for anyone who's coming on listening, because I posted a poll out on Twitter on the tails, I'd actually be curious about your votes. Because as of right now, let me pull it up. It's really weird. I actually think I sent it off to a VAR win it because I thought it was such a weird poll based on um, how polls normally go. Normally, you know, it's one that's winning. But as of right now... With less than 12 hours and 185 votes, it's currently set almost a dead split with 35% of people saying they're okay with lockboxes being added to the Crown Store, 32% of voters said they hate it, and 33% of voters have no opinion one way or the other. So this is like the weirdest, most awkward spread for a poll ever, because it's normally not so evenly split. Um... There is a poll on the official Elder Scrolls forums as well, and uh, it is almost universally hated over there, at least when I checked it this morning. So I'm going to be following that news story, and we will talk about it next week after it's had a little bit of time to mature and go from there. But I, I would really be interested in our community to go vote over in that poll. I have it running for five days, so I, I want to see those numbers a little bit more. There's already a lot of people voting on it, but I really want to see. And I just saw a chat room, Glassier chat. I hear Daedric snuggle or struggle snuggles are the rage. That should be a title of an episode. Daedric. Daedric I, struggle I, I snuggles are the rage. Way too early for my tongue to <laughs> pronounce that, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, now we're going to move on in to the quick-to-mention news. First off is ESO patch 
That is update 11. That hit the U.S. mega servers about two weeks ago. Um, obviously, we haven't had a show in that amount of time because last week I was away. This is our two-week point. But in that time, update 11 also hit consoles. So yay there. Um, I think I mentioned, was it the last episode or was it... Update 11 is what I meant to say. Words are hard. It's early in the morning. It is. All right. Let's, yeah. just, let's just throw that out there real fast. Update 11, yes. Not PS4 hitting consoles. Not PS4. <laughs> not, Dark, not Dark Brotherhood at Tukes. Apparently that already happened. That, that already ago. happened, yes. So, Who would have thought? I know. Who I guess those console people are doing pretty good for themselves. Right. Well, they finally have text chat now, which is a plus. Uh-huh. No more. Moving up in the world. No more gangster rap sitting on your open mic. Mm. Darn, I don't know what I'm going to do on consoles anymore, because that's all I do. Run around to having to watch you, gangsters that's rap. That's how you on. find all the new hot tracks. That's right. <laughs> Not heard that before. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> fix that up. Uh, who am I kidding? It's Justin Bieber playing for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up on that note, up with I like, also, I like that. Was that the patch notes for us? <laughs> that was the it. patch notes. I mean, update eleven. We've talked about it. Tons at ad yeah, nauseum very- while it was on the PTS, so it's out. Oh, actually, this is something I'm curious about. Um, I have a I have a laptop that I I play some games on. It is not I do not meet minimum requirements, uh, to play ESO. Okay, so taking that into account right now, before update eleven, I was able to run the game. On medium, nothing, nothing special. Um, medium graphics with, and I was hanging around 30 FPS, so it was playable, good time, whatever. After update 11, my frames have dropped on my non, my non uh, <laughs> uh, minimum requirement meeting laptop to the point where I can only play it on low, and I am only getting like five to ten frames per second. I'm actually curious if anyone else is experiencing any issues since update 11, specifically on lower-end machines. I didn't think there was anything graphics-wise. I was going through all the stuff and seeing if there was anything on the back end that would have explained how a lower-end machine would then have issues, but um, I've been having issues since, and I'm really, really curious if if it's just me. Or if it's other people, specifically people with lower end machines. So That's strange. I can always I can always try to log in on my laptop too. I'll try that later on today, so we can also find out. My laptop can only run the game in about low quality too, so And it used to run it used to run the game, as we all remember. Those horrid days. Clan of Orphan actually posted something in chat that's really funny. I feel like every year about this time, ESO does something that everyone goes crazy. Buy to play in 2014, Glass Motif in 2015, and now Loot Boxes in 2016. Mm, what's next? <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Um, Actually, Andrew Bernhardt in chat saying he's experiencing FPS issues since update uh-huh. 11. I wonder what it can be. Yeah, he he's, says, I'm dropping to 25 frames on an i5-4690K and a GTX 970. 
That's a pretty beefy card. Wow. And, yeah. It's the same, same graphics card I have. Now, Andrew, I'm really curious. Did this only happen after update 11? Because, yeah, that... I don't... My card's old. In my gaming rig, my card's old. And my chipset's old. Um, it's almost time to upgrade, but it's still... I would say I'm kind of like medium run of machines still, because when I built it, it was pretty beefy. Um, I haven't had time to actually get on... This is the first time I've been on my gaming PC in probably two weeks. So, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, so he says it seems pretty recent. I'm curious if there's some sort of leak or something going on with with ESO right now, because I've been hitting FPS drops. And, yes, it's not something I'm going to open a ticket for, because I know my machine is, doesn't meet minimum requirements. It's got, like, an integrated 512 video card that's part of the motherboard. It does not meet minimum requirements, but I've noticed a huge drop in performance since update 11. So, hmm. Let's see here. All right. So that was our news. Do you have, do you have anything else on that, Avi, before we do no. our next quick dimension? No, we can continue. All right. Well, if you're a fan of the Celestial Styles, those being the sets that dropped out of Hellra and Aetherian Archive and uh, Sanctum Ophidia, those sets are now going to be craftable in Update 12. Okay? So pulling this up on the forums, we got a little bit of a, a teaser from Zoss... Uh, Form Lurker, uh, M, was it, M. Schroeder, Schroeder, I think? Schroeder. Yeah, okay. And I quote, never fear, you'll be seeing a lot more of the Celestial style and those item sets with the next update. We aren't ready to discuss specifics yet, but trial running adventures and crafters alike should be excited. Stay tuned. Now, they've been talking about making this set craftable for a while. Like, it's been a while. And because you've seen the mages, I know you pulled it up afterwards, and we're looking at it. And yeah, um, I mean, I mean, the armor sets are free. It's freaking gorgeous. And this is a armor style that I haven't even seen. I was telling a jealous before because I don't run those kind of, I don't run trials and stuff. And I saw it, and I was like, wow. I think I've seen a few people running around the freaking Deshaun. The mage gear like is unique looking. I don't really care for the medium set, but the heavy armor set was cool looking. I thought. The the vicious Ophidian set or whatever it is, while the set bonus is cool, I didn't really find the 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 look of it that great, but eh, to each his own. Someone probably thought it was really cool. The mage set with that funky mask is pretty cool looking though. The one with the big the giant mask? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I love that. Well, you play a Templar anyway that's magic, because you'd probably wear something like that. I wouldn't. I'd want to put it on a spell. Not not, not uh, the optimal. It wouldn't fit him. No? No. Um, chat room's still going about update 11. Uh, in my case, with my laptop, I run no add-ons on it, because it was literally just a machine that I'd be able to log on and do some light questing while I was away or whatever. Um, so I don't run any add-ons, so I, that, that discussion's gone, so that wouldn't be affecting my performance. Uh, Wicked Wolf hates that mask, it's horrifying. What? <laughs> Damn it, Wicked Wolf. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Yeah, I, just, I just have nice things. <laughs> You're the reason we can't have nice things, Wicked. All right. 
Next up, special congratulations to the Guild Beyond Infinity for the world-first veteran Mall of Lorcage hard mode kill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was actually really cool. Um, I'm trying to see what they what their team makeup was, but uh, yeah, the way they worded it, I'm not really sure. It looks like uh, Sork, Stam DK. <laughs> I don't that know shit, what kind that of healer crazy that night is. Blade DPS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Killer Nightblade Backyard Destroyer. I'm not sure if that is innuendo or not, but okay. Um, yeah. I like how these guys ex- how they explain themselves. I know. I really feel like saying I'm just a DPS it. isn't isn't good enough anymore. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, or killer to the max. <laughs> living proof Man. that Magicosaurus is still OP. Yeah. 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 So congratulations, guys. I hear that is quite the accomplishment because even veteran mall of Lorcage is difficult doing the hard mode on top yeah that's that's really that's that's a that's awesome guys congratulations all right we'll move on to a little bit more news here i'm going to talk about these other two first before we do the data mine stuff because the other two are just quick dimensions as well uh mmorpg.com had two articles out there, they had an interview with Pete Hines at QuakeCon, uh, in which they talk a little bit about ESO. Not a whole lot, so don't expect a whole bunch. Uh, and they also talk some Fallout 4. But being as they discussed news about Elder Scrolls Online, I included it. There will be a link in the description so you can read the article if you're at all interested. But I've read through it, and honestly, it, it's kind of... It's one of those things where you run into someone at QuakeCon. You know, that's what it felt like. An article where they ran into Pete Hines. It wasn't like pre-ordained. And they're just like, hey, you got some questions? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then, you know, he answered. Like Pete, like Pete Hines was walking the whole time to his destination and they were following him asking the questions. Yeah, right. So they're like, it. he's like, as long as you can reach me before I get to the door, I got to go in. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Kind of, yeah, very. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things where it also felt that way, like, he didn't have his PR guys with. So he's like, well, I'm going to answer everything as vague as humanly possible because I don't want to get yelled at by PR. Yeah. Um, they also had a second interview with Rich Lambert and Mike Finn. I just want to make sure I pronounce it right. Dungeon lead. Let me pull this up. Just because I have to. Uh, Mike Finnegan. That's what I thought. Alright. Dungeon lead Mike Finnegan to talk about the different dungeon changes and stuff that came with Shadows of the Hist. Again, coming from MMORPG.com, for those who don't know, this content is kind of late to the party if you've been following ESO News. Given... With MMORPG.com, they, um, they're a, a massive site that covers all MMOs, so expect a little bit of late to the news kind of party, because, well, I mean, they're not following it as closely as we are. So almost right. everything that's in here we've talked about. Right, pretty much. I don't think there was anything in here that was of Not that, not that I can see 
Yeah, it was pretty much just Anyone talking thought? about revamps of um, of the current trials, Dragon Star Arena. Uh, questions, questions on Champion Point and gear for Hellraiser and mm. things like that. Oh, that is one thing they did mention that is interesting is they may be coming up with an LFG system for trials in the near future. I'm, I'm not having run a trial about two weeks ago after they did the revamp. I gotta say that they are more difficult. So, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be weird. I don't mean, I don't mean to get how that would work. I can't even get in a nice four-man group out of the dungeon tool, the random dungeon finder, to do something like uh, um, White Gold Tower on normal. You yeah, know, have right. Problems, have problems doing that with randoms. I can't even imagine running a trial with 11 random people. But... Yeah. Trials still require a little bit of coordination one way or the other. Specifically, we had a lot of new people like two weeks ago in Wings of Fate running the trials. I took... We were doing Hellrod Normal, um, and I took a bunch of people up top, right? And when you're doing the up top part, you're fighting that one boss who splits into four and then does his little fire wheel of death. And I think we wiped like two or three times, and I kept telling people. It pretty much got to the point where I was like, listen, guys, I don't care what you're doing, okay? I don't care if you're sitting on the toilet taking a dump. You stop what you're doing, and you interrupt. I don't those those <laughs> fire things, right? Like, the reason why we're dying is because I'm watching people focusing in on their um, their rotations or healing or whatever the case may be, and you're not interrupting, and you're gonna die every time. Yeah. Um, and after a couple wipes, I literally just sat down and I was just like, "Listen, guys, I am, this is why we're dying. Stop it." So whenever it started going, I literally started yelling over Discord, going, everyone, stop what you're doing and interrupt. If you're not interrupting, you're doing it wrong. And uh, after that, we, we downed it. But can you imagine that on a random group without voice chat? I at least had voice chat to go into the people and be like, hey, guys, I'd stop probably it. Ra I'd probably rage quit. Yeah, probably. And, uh -huh. and no offense to any of the, the people who were going, obviously, they all know. And, and we actually beat it. Congratulations, they did really good. But being a very first time having no experience with it, they had no idea what's going on. And if no, no one was there to explain it to them, it would just cause frustration. Um, and, and what's really funny is you mentioned about the group finder. They're like, yeah, we're going to add a, a trials group finder. Well... If you haven't noticed or haven't been playing in a while, the normal group finder no longer works. So that's busted again. And they've acknowledged that it's busted and they're trying to work on a fix for it. Um, so, <laughs> Josh in uh, chat. Uh, not sure why my phone default defaults to WOW, you know, up, uppercase W, lowercase O, uppercase W, and not just WOW. I wouldn't know either, buddy. No idea. Just kidding. We play WoW together, so. <laughs> All right. Our last little bit of news for this week is more data mined info came out with Update 11 for Vardenfell, including new quest info, character names, locations, books, etc., etc. Um, big shout out to Dominoid73 and Perka. What is that? Flu Vitalius? Yeah, that's what you're going to get. That's your Let's name. Reddit user. Yeah. 
Um, now, this is huge, the amount of information. So this is going to be in the notes, so you'll be able to see it there, all right? Because I'm not going to go into insane detail about all of these things, because there is just so much. Now, with that being said, they broke it up into different sections, including quests, characters, locations, book, fauna, development, and release schedules, and dialogue. Now, here's something that's really interesting, and for anyone who's played Morrowind will really like. Now, from this data mine, there's been 17 unique characters that have been added since the last time. Four of which appeared in the Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. And one of those four, that was the first time they were mentioned in that game. Oh, wow. So, if you're a Morrowind fan like I am, that may be a very large... Easter egg for you when you run into those, especially those four characters who appeared in Morrowind, including uh, Mistress, um, what's her name, Mistress Thrana, uh, Telvan or Telvani Magister, who lives in the recently vacated uh, Tel Renora. Renora, yeah, there you go. She appears in Morrowind, suffering from dementia, but in ESO she is still quite sane. Well, obviously there's about 800 years between the two. Um, interesting that, you know, she's still alive at that point. How are all these, how would these people still be alive? Most of them are probably dark elves, right? They're all dark elves, yeah. Now, they, they've talked about this. I know they talked about very early on in the game's life, the elves do live longer, but the lore master, Lawrence Schick himself, I think mentioned that an elf that's about 300 years old would be considered incredibly old. They, you know, they don't, they don't live all that long. They're not immortal from what, the way they're talking. Um, the 3,000-year-old, later 4,000-year-old, Telvani wizard who appears in Tel, uh, whatever, F-Y-R, I always pronounce it weird. It's like fur, fur. Um, he appears as well. So that's actually really cool that he's there. Now, again, a lot of these elves that lived much longer tended to extend their life through magical means. So I'm wondering if all of these have that way. Because I'm pretty There's... sure the lifespan of elves in the Elder Scrolls mythos isn't as long as, like, say, Tolkien elves where they live forever. They they they're mortal. They're fine. They have finite. Now they live considerably longer than the men of Tamriel, but not thousands of years. It was hundreds of years. So interesting. Well, let's pull up the Elder Scrolls Wikipedia. Uh, it looks like somewhere elves live somewhere between a hundred. Yeah, pretty much what you said. A hundred to three hundred. Most people, most of them, around a hundred and thirteen years. Yeah, so they're they live longer than men, but not overly so. Yeah. And elves that are in that three hundred would have been considered ancient in that regard. Like, oh wow, they've really lived a long time. But the average age was somewhere in like yeah, like you said, hundred and thirteen is an average age. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe Whoa. closer than that. Like I knew they didn't live terribly long unless extended by magic. So Right. Obviously, the Telvanni wizard, who's 3,000 years old at this point, he's obviously extended his life. So, um, 
<laughs> Wicked Wolf. No filthy Altmer scum lives long when they're in my presence, and their heads live as long as it takes for them to rot on pikes outside my house. <laughs> See, that's why the average age is only 112. They probably live a lot longer, but Wicked Wolf kills them too early. So mm-hmm. the yeah. average gets gets skewed there. Um, yeah. So definitely very interesting information to be found here. If you're really into the data mining, especially for Vardenfeld, I encourage you to look through all of this. It is a lot of data. I've looked through it. It makes for very boring radio, hence why I'm not going to go through it in, in detail, because it really is just a bunch of data mined system information. But if you have that experience from Morrowind, the information that's contained herein gives you little spoilers and stuff as you read through it. So. And there's, there's a lot of Easter eggs, too, even inside of the quest. Like, the first quest that show on here is something called the Trapped Nord. A Nord was betrayed by a Dunmer woman. He was escorting to the Vex City, and they're talking about how this is a reference to the Naked Nord quest in uh, Morrowind. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of little Easter eggs like this for Morrowind players. So. Definitely. Nostalgia is definitely a reel in this one, so mm-hmm. I feel you on that. All right, guys, that's about the end of the news, so we're going to move on into our discussion topic for today. And before I begin, from this point on in the episode, if you are listening and you do not like spoilers, we are going to be spoiling the end of the main quest, and we are going to be spoiling the end of Orsinium. If you have not done those things, and you want to skip this, just close the episode this is the last thing we're talking about and we're going to close out the show so feel free to end the episode here okay i don't want anyone to feel like they've been spoiled at this point because we are gonna we're gonna talk the end of these things because and, kind of, and also we're talking about something that happens in the end or of orsinium we're not actually going to talk about the ending of the orsinium story it's just something that happens right there. Which you, which some people might have heard about, just small spoilers. Right. So that that's what we're going to do. I just want to give that spoiler warning, because our topic today is will the main story continue and should it? So that's it. Again, before I begin, spoiler warning for anyone who's not finished the end of the main story scenario, or Orsinium, you may want to just end the episode here. All right. Mark picked a good episode not to come on. Because he would this, literally be like, all right, guys, I got to get off the call. This is actually his topic. This? Yeah. Because he hasn't finished Orsidium. Oh. So he's, he's still so curious. This, this, is, this is his topic. Uh, I love how we're using it. Yeah, I, well, I know. Well, he's not here, <laughs> and I already, I already made up all the stuff. So, you know. Spoiler alert. There we go. I, I love that. I, I've I've spoiled. I've I think I've given enough of an alert that if anyone continues to listen and complains that we gave spoilers on this episode, I have the right to smack them down. Yes. Okay. Indeed. I mean, we've been vaping here for like ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like. All right. So, um, yeah, the main story. Should it continue or will it continue? Obviously, for those who, everyone who's listening, hopefully you've completed it. I'm really curious, Avi, who'd you kill? Oh, man, Vanis. 
The prophet. Or uh, the prophet, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, Me too. I killed him. Every, I killed him almost every time. Obviously, I've had so many alts that it was. It was like, okay, let's just try to kill the other. One one really funny one. I think I've told you when you kill Laris, you just become hated. Mm -hmm. People look all of the, all of the uh, the companions are just like Snow Lily. You uh, like, what are you Snow Lily. What are you, what are you doing, killing the youngest, healthiest person here, dude? I know Man. if you kill Sai as well, Lyris becomes very upset with you. Lyris, well, Lyris she's more becomes, upset, but not really upset. Yeah, she's like, she, it's more like a, I understand, but I was really hoping to have Sai on my side for the rest for my life, and yeah. it's like she's like learning to live with the idea that she's not going to have Sai. It's kind of sad. And part of this is when I was playing, I was playing with Thais, my wife, and it, it was heart wrenching what we had to do. Um, but Thais wanted, we, we picked Varian as well. And we kind of felt like he started all, well, the real person who started it was Man Marco. And, but anyway, that's beside the point. He's the one who threw his hubris, this whole thing kind, he was allowed himself to, to be swindled. So therefore we thought it was best and most just that he be the one. Even though we would have rather, and you, you can't kill Abner Tharn. You so. can't, even though we would, would love to kill Abner Tharn, but we couldn't. Mm -hmm. But Thais really wanted to see that love story spawn between Psy and, and Lyris, because the entire time you're doing it, they have a special relationship the entire way through. This little love triangle, not triangle, because it's not a triangle. Um, this little love connection, the sexual tension is real, like you're fighting a Daedra, and those two back there... Are they making out? Are they helping? I don't really know. Um, so yeah, we killed Varian himself, but yeah, Sai gets pissed at you. Yeah, Sai gets pissed if you kill Laris. So I don't, I don't recommend. And Wicked Wolf, I see you. I don't, I don't recommend killing Laris. You know, I've done this main quest, I think, twelve times. Now, twelve times. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Uh, I mean, you gotta kill Lyris at least one time at that point. And I did it with my dark elf, Athena, who is just like the evil of evil. Everything she gets, when she gets a chance to do evil in a quest, it's like, yes. Ruin people's lives. So. I think I've done it as well, but I've only done it to collect their items so that I had them. You mm -hmm. know, like, cause he, every time I would kill the prophet, just because that's, I feel like the lesser of the evil right there. Um, as myself. But I've killed Psy and I've killed Lyris so I could get their axe and their sword. So I just have them. They're sitting on a character, but, you know. They're unique weapon skins you can't get anywhere else. Excuses you have. You know, <laughs> yeah. Wicked is, is, is irate right now in chat. Um, here's something interesting. Spoiling the end of Orsinium, the person who comes to use the Prophet. We killed him. Yep. Like, I'm really curious how... He is still projecting himself, given the fact... And this was something that I was going to talk about. How would they restore the story where, again, depending on player, you have a choice of killing one of three people, where at least one of those people will not be there? Dude, that's, that's a How did he show point. up if, if we killed him? And yes, you could pick someone else, so well, he might not have died... 
if you pick someone, if you pick someone else, I'm guessing he just comes as a, in physical form. Well, he never came you. in physical form before. He always projected himself. True. That is true. Good point. I mean, he is a powerful mage now, so may you know, in a in a in a. Yeah, I mean, I can see how he came back, even if you chose to kill him, because I mean, I mean, he's the prophet. It's Red Elder Scrolls. He probably has more no- more knowledge than a lot of people on Nern through some of the things he's seen. The ability to transcend death, though, do you think that's something mm-hmm. he could have done? Possibly. I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Not I know Mana Marco. Shall- Shalador did the Shalador did the same thing in the Mage's Guild quest line. Right. You know, he was dead. But and he was he a mage. Did, probably, well The Prophet's not a mage. He's actually Well, he carries a staff. <laughs> More of a walking stick. Well, you're right. If he was an Elder Scrolls, a real mage wouldn't be carrying a staff anyway, he'd be carrying tools to do swords, so true. Very true. Yeah, now, that's, I, that, that's a good point though. I don't get how they'd do this in the main quest, like, certain people wouldn't have Valeris, certain people would, it would be switched out. Well, that's like, only if they brought back the original heroes, and I actually never thought they would. I thought they just, because... And I don't think they will. At least not together. It's, it's like one of those things where, and based on how you play the game, what choices you've made. Like, when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, if it's set in the future, right, past Skyrim, we don't know if that's going to be the case. It might be back in time, during the Marithic era. We don't know. Um, how are they going to portray the killing of the Emperor Titus Mead? Because you could choose not to kill him. Oh, you mean in Elder Scrolls Six? Yeah. Like, uh, they'll, this they'll, is... they'll, they'll pick a, no, they'll pick a canon ending. Right. So did, is that what Zenimax did? Did they pick a canning ending? Uh, maybe. Because that's what it feels like. Because I mean, the, the canon ending does feel like Varen, di- Varen dies and Varys, and it seems like that would be the one to go into the Elder Scrolls of Lord. I, I would think so, but then again, the Prophet was also much more than the other two. The other two were supporting figures. Like, as I spray my cat with my handy-dandy Tales of Tamriel DCN Khajiit spray. Well, one of, the sad things about the, one of the sad things about the other two is that supposedly, well, not supposedly, but they're really big heroes in Tamriel, but we just don't have much of their adventures documented. See, I felt them but supposedly Saifahan and Lyris are both, you know, really amazing warriors who have done some pretty crazy things, which is probably the reason they're here in the Five Companions mm. today. I don't know. I felt like, yeah, they, they made interesting backstories, but I honestly thought they could have been played by anybody. I don't think they were anything special that if they were not part of the main story, would I care? I don't know. I think. I mean, I really? Think like, I think they're. I think they're a pretty important part of the main story. And I Man think. I, 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 I love the idea of how they've how they're introducing these new characters and they're really putting them deep into the lore. You know, so I I I, I like what they do with Saisahan and Lyris. All right. I well, think I'm not saying I hate them. I'm, I'm just saying they could have been played by anybody, even recurring. 
are one-time characters who showed up just for that quest because the only three people who were res that were needed to fulfill the story in its entirety, Mana Marco, Abner Tharn, and Varian. Because Varian is the one who tried to become Emperor of Tamriel by letting the dragon fires at behest of Mana Marco. Yeah. Even Abner Tharn kind of plays a role that's like, other than being the betrayal character, which, again, could have been played by anyone, the Prophet and Mana Marco are really the only two characters who were needed to complete that story. Anyone else could have been pulled in by any random quest NPC who shows up only for that specific quest. Like, it could have been any random uh, Worm Cult member coming up to you and betraying Mana Marco, going, yeah, I don't like Mana Marco, he's insane. This, you know, here we go. It didn't have to be Abner Tharn. It just was in order to... I'm happy it was, though. Oh, well, yeah, because Tharn is... It, it later leads on that Tharn's, you know, progeny becomes... And, and Tharn you know, is definitely a character we'll be seeing again. Yeah. I, that's what, I, I like what they did with Tharn. Tharn isn't one of these questionable characters. It's like, I'm pretty positive we'll end up seeing this guy again. Right. In a pretty crazy way, too, you know? Right. Like now, he, he can become. He can be. He can be the next antagonist for all we know. See, I don't think so, because he plays too much of a, an important role, um, in in that. Hey, and Joshua, thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate it. You'll catch up with the rest of this episode later. Um, Abner Tharn plays too much of a role in the future history of Tamriel. His descendants essentially start Elder Scrolls 1. Yeager Tharn is the main antagonist of Elder Scrolls 1. He needs to live to produce children going forward. He already, he already has children. I don't think he has any male children. He had two daughters, from what I understand. Well, is Ab... Ab or, um, the Tharn from Arena isn't his son. No, it's not his son. But... Again, so, it and I don't I highly, doubt, I highly doubt his daughter married and didn't take the Tharn name. Well, here's the thing. Can she even? And, this, and all misogyny aside, we're going to look at this from the fact that this is a, a fantasy game in a more medieval setting. Females could not inherit. They would be married off. Well, I mean... She would we, not we, carry on we, the Tharn name. We meet... We meet his daughter. We meet two of his daughters. He has two of them. Two of his daughters. And they both they both and they're both dead. last name. They're both dead. <laughs> we killed them both. <laughs> it's pretty messed up if you think about it, you know? Abner Thorn helps close the Oblivion Gates and all of this stuff. And, freaking and we, we kill killed both, both of his kids, yeah. So unless he already has a son somewhere on the, the carry... Or at this point, any child, even if the normal, you know, the 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 real life medieval, you know, inheritance laws don't apply in Tamriel, and females can indeed inherit. We've killed both of his daughters that were presented to us. He plays mm. a role, eight hundred years later in Elder Scrolls One, not directly, but through his progeny, and we killed off the only two progeny we know. 
Are you looking up his family tree? <laughs> I, I am. I, I am looking up his family tree. I was actually tree. half tempted to do that myself because um, because there's of that case. Ad, there's a damn ad on this thing that keeps playing, <laughs> and I can't hear anything. I'm just trying to find out if he had other kids. <laughs> well, let me mute it. Well, regardless, I don't think he could be a protagonist or an antagonist because he could not die. He can't die until he has someone to carry on the Tharn name. Because 800 years later, his grandson or great-grandson or however many generations it goes it can through... Al- it can also be on the line of, say, Tharn has a brother. Tharn has other... There's Maybe this isn't... It, it specifically says his ancestor, though. Like Well, the, I, I, well I mean, my... My un- my uncle, well, my cousin is part of my family, but, but it, he's not from my dad. They wouldn't, by direct descent, like the way it's described, like on the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, that Abnar is a direct descendant, meaning from father to son, of Yegar Tharn from Elder Scrolls 1. This is, they have his whole family on the Wikipedia, the whole thing, but it's just, it's too much to read right now. Yeah, I'm curious. Like he, he's had multiple kids. We've killed two of them, both girls. So let's just assume that females can't inherit based on real life. He needs to have a son. So unless there is a son or someone to carry on his name, he cannot die. Because it, you know, it's changing the future here, man. It's like Futurama, going back and having sex with your grandmother to become your own grandfather. It doesn't work. If anyone hasn't watched Futurama, you should, because it's great. Um, Dude, and then there's also J- uh, Javid Tharn. Mm-hmm. You, you haven't you haven't witnessed him yet. He's in Reaper's March. Maybe that we is kill him son. too. Oh well, pff, never mind then. That doesn't matter. <laughs> we killed them all, man. We just kill all of his kids, so he needs to start over. Ever since Arena, we've been killing this guy. He's kind of old. Let's hope he has a young wife because he needs to get some progeny out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't think he'll. I don't think we'll see him again because at the end of that, he disappeared back to his his holdings in Cyrodiil, and that's where he's at. And he took the amulet of kings with him. Mm-hmm. And it, and Meridia even says at the end of the main quest, she goes uh, something on a line of. Tharn took it, and he will. He will try. He will try again, but he will not succeed. Something along that line, like saying he might try to make a comeback, but it won't work. It could also mean being that she's a Daedra and doesn't see reality in straight time. Could say <laughs> that could have been applied to his progeny because his progeny tried to do that to become emperor. He assumed Uriel Septum's form and banished him to oblivion in one. Right. Dagarthorn. Yeah, right. which in a Daedra's mind, would that really be any different? Because it's direct descendant. It's following the family line. I don't know. That's true. Could have been a reference to Arena. Now, we all know going forward where we're probably heading next because of the data mine information for Minfala's realm and the spoiler that happened with at the end of Orsinium with the Prophet. Right. Saying that's where the next Daedric threat is going to be. 
I personally don't think that the main story as we know it will continue. And this is where I'm going to try to branch our discussion. Because um, we talked a lot about the current heroes of the main story. I think they're gone. I don't think they're going to show up again. And if they do, it'll be a very small cameo role where it's like, hey, I just so happened to pop in at the last second kind of deal. Here I, I was am. I was thinking the same thing. Something like on the line of like, they're like, oh, you you like you had to go back to Sovngarde for some reason to help yeah. the Nords. And they're like, oh, you're going to have somebody accompany you. You might know her. And then you yeah. get into Sovngarde and Lyris is there and you're like, is she dead? Is she just here to help me? Yeah, There's right. no answer to that. So it makes sense for something like that to happen. Right. And, and it's really curious, like like you said, based on if you killed one of them, could they really bring either of those back without programming in your choice, right? Like, say I kill Psy and they do this you know, stereotypical Hollywood movie thing where it's like a big giant final battle. You're outnumbered. It's like, oh crap, we're all gonna die. And all of a sudden, you feel a hand on your shoulder. You turn around. It's Psy. We'll fight together, brother. You know, how do you know he's not dead? Like, yeah. wouldn't that be a little disconcerting? Like, we'll am I already dead because I killed you? Right? <laughs> you know, I don't and think I don't, I don't, and I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> the fact they brought the prophet back. Maybe he projected himself from the afterlife. He 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 even says it. He says, uh, "Like I can barely, you must listen. I can barely hear you or see you or something like that." In the beginning of the dialogue, so he's almost saying like, "I'm not really here, but you can see me. So just listen up before I disappear and you never see me again." That wording and the way they worded that is clever. Because in that regard, if we do not see him again, you could look at it in one of two ways. One, you killed him and he's dead and he's calling from the afterlife. Hence why I can barely hear you because he's projecting across planes. Two, you didn't kill him, you picked someone else, and yet they worded it so he didn't go, oh yeah, I'm calling from the afterlife, because if you didn't kill him, it's like, did you die? But the way they worded it, it leaves it up to your imagination. Is he dead? Is he just somewhere right. so far away that he can't hear you? It was clever the way they worded that, but that's, he at this point that's can't true because in my in my mind I completely just thought oh he's dead because right. I always kill him right, but because he didn't specifically say he's dead or I'm calling from the afterlife the way they worded it could have been looked at that way or he's just you know somewhere so far away that he's having a hard time projecting himself. They worded it clever. I don't think they can ever touch those main main characters. So the main story, as it stands, with Lyris and Sai and Abnar and, and the Prophet, cannot continue. I think the Prophet, with his little warning, and the way they so worded it, because he's had the power to project himself already, it was a clever way of going, am I dead, am I not, paying homage to... You know, us going, oh, he's dead. We feel terrible because of the wording. Because we <laughs> killed him. Reminds us. I know, of like turns the knife in the back. Had to make. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I antagonized. It was awful. I, I think we sat here for like two hours trying to rationalize a decision. And I am not ashamed to say I cried my eyes out. I didn't want to kill him. It was terrible. It was awful. Well, since, since you admit that, I'll tell you right now. When I finished Orsinium, which I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm just, let's just throw that out here again. People finish Orsinium. It's probably one of the best quest lines in all of Elder Scrolls Online. 
But when I finished that story and I turned around and saw Varina, I literally jumped out of my seat. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, freaking out, dude. And I, I couldn't text anybody. I couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, because I hadn't like, finished it yet. Too, this is too new. I, I started messaging everybody, like, finish Orsinium. Everyone's like, no. I started messaging a couple people, like, dude, we need to have just, like, a spoiler podcast just well, about Orsinium because... <laughs> Ugh, I freaked out, dude. I was so excited to see him. And then it was the same thing. It, it was like, you feel so good for finishing the Orsinium quest, and all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, oh, I'm happy to see you, but damn, dude, I was just in a good mood before I saw you. And now, now my I'm a little heart's hurt. broken. Yeah, now I'm sad. Oh, I'm singing. Um, around this time, at the end of the storyline, they introduced a lot of the secondary characters in that a lot of people tend to love, such as Darien Gutierrez and a few of those people. Um, who you Darien really... Gutierrez is an interesting one, too, because mm -hmm. um, Elder Scrolls Off the Record just had an interview with uh, Rich Lambert, and they asked about, they asked the interesting thing, asking about the new dungeon, saying, uh, we, we, we knew that there was going to be a couple new dungeons coming with Merkmire, are these the dungeons from Merkmire, and is Merkmire just kind of thrown off the board right now? Because both of these quests are very Argonian-like. And Rich pretty much said, you know, kind of pretty much said no, but he doesn't have an exact answer to give. And it got me thinking cause about Darien Gutierrez, because they say in the Rothgar, in Rothgar they're like, Darien is somewhere, in, uh, I think he's somewhere in Merkmire, can be found in Merkmire. Yeah, something along that line. So, so it's I'm curious to see how they're going to do that because I thought that was a cool thing ESOTR brought up because you almost feel like these two dungeons would be the dungeons from the Merkmire DLC. Mm -hmm. um, specifically with Menfala's realm, I'm assuming that we'll start seeing some of the heroes, some of these secondary heroes that we thought died in Oblivion, coming back. If the main story continues, it's not going to be the main like. I don't honestly think you can continue the main story as it was. You can start a new one with new heroes, but I don't think you can you can touch the main story at this point. And and the more we talk about it, the more I don't want them to. I'm pretty satisfied where Lyris and where all my main the main heroes are at this point. I like the idea of thinking Lyris and Sire are retired and Baron's just dead. Stars <laughs> Baron. out. Stars out being a freaking lunatic, running around with a dead freaking amulet. Abner Thorne is the Donald Trump of Elder Scrolls. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that is a great way to explain it. Yeah, just kind of a lunatic. Who, who's Hillary of Elder Scrolls? Man of Marco? Just gender-bended <laughs> a little bit? I clearly well, don't support mostly, any mostly any of those most candidates. people do. Most people do say Hillary is a man. So I could see that. And yes. So yeah, I, I don't support either. I won't. I won't pull politics in here. But I had to give them each their equal jab. Definitely. Yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. I'm with you. I really don't want like. I fell in love with these characters through the main story. And that ending was a good ending, depending on yeah. how you ended it. Like. If you, in our case, when you killed Varian, if you killed Varian, um, 
Lyris and Psy do kind of hint that they're going to adventure together for a while and mm-hmm. kind of settle down. And well, I, they they re- they return back to uh, the school, the, the sword no, singer they, school. Well, that that place that was destroyed. Yeah, I, the sword singer school. Yeah, to help yeah. rebuild it, and you kind of. I know Thais loved that ending because it kind of hinted at their relationship would then bloom forward, you know, and and go from there. Because they did have that whole sexual tension thing going on between them the entire time. There, there was. Well, yeah, and then you say goodbye to them, and they both turn around together, and they walk out of the harborage together, side by side. Yeah. And then they like slowly leave your this your view before going away, and it's like, aw, that was that. Was- that was nice. Now, now I don't feel bad for being a total jerk and killing Varian. Even though I do feel like a total jerk and killing Varian. Because I really liked Varian. He was one of the people who... He was legitly repentant for what he did. You know what I mean? Like, And that's kind of why we chose it. Because he, even his argument he made was it was my fault, my hubris for this whole thing starting in the first place. Yeah, I'm not the one who planned it. Mana Marco was, but I well, let he, myself. He tried, he tried to. He tried to, in a way, trick a god. You know, yeah. he tried to trick Akatosh into putting him into almost pretty much putting him into the Alethian bloodline. Right. Which, which is, you know, blasphemy. Right. He, he he saw that as okay, which is a problem. Yeah, he allowed himself to be manipulated in a way, and he even said that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was his own. Had he been a more penitent, 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 yeah, uh, man, he would have looked at it going, no, I am not of the Alessian bloodline. I can't do this. But he didn't. He let himself go, yeah, I deserve to be emperor. Um, yeah, too much. Yeah, so, I don't know. I can't see them continuing. Now, I could see them continuing with those side characters. Some of the characters that people like, like Darian Gutierrez, which is a big favorite. Uh, our favorite, Naryu. Mm, maybe you should go play the new Dark Brotherhood. I, well, they I know they brought her in. She's all in the wrong place. So, you know, yeah. I you saw know. her. I was like, she's back. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But those characters, I could see continuing the main story. Because they did right. not have such... You know, like, they can appear later. Like, they've done already. They appear... Each of those characters appear during the main scenario in their respective zones and then throughout the main storyline up until Cold Harbor. And even at Cold Harbor, they show up at the end, kind of, in most cases. And, I mean, even a lot of these even littler characters, like those two Dunmers that you always find in uh, Evanhart Territories that are adventurers. Yeah. Yeah. They go all the way to Cold Harbor with you. Yeah, they do. A lot of them do. You know? Yeah. And it's like... We might be seeing all of these people take some bigger roles. Amanda Gray in chat. Morning, y'all. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Dark Lord. Um, the Ban Hammer herself. Ban Hammer herself. The Ban Hammer herself. Um, yeah. Uh, Amanda, just so you're aware, this is a spoiler cast uh, for the main story. So I think you've already passed it. But since you're joining the chat room late, I just wanted to... Give that a heads up there. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think the main story can continue. Not as it was. Right. I think I think you, you hit it on the, the nail on the head when you said that 
it's going to be the less popular characters that are going to start take, making bigger roles in the game, like Darien Gutierrez and Naryu uh, Naryu and the cat from the Dominion. Oh, Razumdar! I love Razumdar. Razumdar, yes. Razumdar is like my spirit animal. Okay, like I love Razumdar. I actually got to the the quest in the main story of the Aldmari Dominion where he assumes the. Uh, the the role, the, the role of 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 uh, the queen, mm-hmm. and I just like how he's like, hmm, I I look like the queen. Maybe I should uh, go in private and make sure it's authentic. <laughs> make sure make sure everything's in the right places. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Razumdar, you are you are my spirit animal, uh, my spirit animal indeed. Like I love him. He also makes a he also makes a small little appearance in the Gold Coast, which is nice. I know oh. I've I've kind of already made the thing where I've I'm not buying anything else from Zoss, but I think I would make one exception if they came out with a Razumdar plushie, just because I love <laughs> Razumdar. Like if they came out with a Razumdar, sit on my shoulder every episode, it'd be great. <laughs> Razumdar sit on your shoulder. Every yeah, episode. like <laughs> I, I feel like a Razumdar plushie would be something I would buy, even if I wasn't playing ESO anymore. Just because it's Razumdar. He's a character. If they had an audiobook based on the uh, adventures of Razumdar, I would get it. it. It would have to be in a first person perspective of Razumdar. Oh, as he's speaking? Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. So much yes. I love Razumdar. <laughs> uh, I know he's AD, and I, I honestly, he's so action, cool of a character. Action, I action. can't. Factions are dead, dude. Oh, he's one a, he, he, was a, he, he was he was AD for those quest lines, but everything that's gonna be coming out now, it's all it's all gonna be gone. He's just gonna be a, uh, what's it called? Um, the Queen's right hand or whatever it's yeah. called. And Clan of Orphan chatless nag preach about the Queen. You shut your dirty whore mouth, man. I still say the Queen is a dirty slut who just needs to be like gang raped over a barrel by a bunch of angry Nords. But Razendar is awesome. I love that face, Avi. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda writes, "Haha, amen." I don't know if she's about preaching the queen or the gang bang. But... <laughs> the gang bang. <laughs> All right, uh, Zealot. If you're listening to this right now, I need you to make a meme of Avi's face like 30 seconds ago because that look was amazing. <laughs> Chat room. Wow. Wicked Wolf, we don't say we don't say wow in this chat room. We don't say I think the all capital wow is acceptable. Okay, fine, fine. As long as the O is capital. It's yeah, because okay. I, I... <laughs> Sounds like you've been thinking <laughs> a little too much about the Queen. Uh, didn't, didn't we already have that conversation about the Altmer? I think I said that in chat one time. Yeah, I'd rape and pillage that. You know, being from the Nord. Then Amanda. I love man. Ag, what? It's war. It happens. <laughs> Banned. She's banning me now. Um, I don't know, man. I think uh, just th- just the queen's voice alone kind of makes me like her. My like, God. Uh, Maybe that's why I, I'm I, thinking about the gangbang. I don't know. <laughs> thinking more about, more about the actor. Yeah, I do love the actor, but you know, then again, I also love the actor for the. Um, DC 
got uh, King Emmerich. His act, oh, I love his actor. Too. So, uh, and then we have then we have Emmerich. Yeah, who sounds who sounds like the Call of Duty guy? <laughs> sounds like the Call of Duty guy, just like randomly babbling on about freaking fantasy world. The the voice actor for Irune the Scald King. I mean, he's a great voice actor. He is. He is. But it's 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 just so funny on on the Scald King after seeing that guy in all of these. Uh, like he's in he's in that new one of those new horror games of like the creepy doctor dude. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember the name of that one with a bunch with all those kids and the kids die off and you got to try to keep them alive. What kids know. die in a video game? That's not true. Oh, it's true. <laughs> they die. In There's a mod for places, that, dude. There's a mod for that. As we discussed before. Inside joke. No. Yeah. 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 So should should have been here during the pre-show. You would have heard our discussion on that um the dude always plays russian mobsters in movies yeah, it's very true um he does and and i like him as an actor it's just he didn't have the same sway as... he doesn't have a motive he doesn't have a motivating uh voice for a leader you know, Yorn makes his speeches, and it's like, all right, cool. Emmerich makes a speech, and it's like, yeah, man, we're yeah. gonna win. But... Well, I mean, he's. And here's the the other thing. I think there's also a little bit of a we we have we have a sort of a love affair with Kate Beckinsale at this point. Who doesn't, right? But he also appeared in some of the movies she was part of, like the Underworld series, which I all know we drooled over her. In fact, I might watch those after I'm done with this episode. Um, <laughs> but the the voice actor for Emmerich was in those movies as well. So he played Victor in those movies, right. the, the vampire lord Victor. So those two seem synonymous with one another because of our geek fandom liking Underworld. A lot of people who like this probably liked Underworld, let's just face it. Um, and those two just seem natural together, whereas... The actor for Yarun uh, just seems distant from those two, like not connected, just because of that. Um, and he's the Call of Duty. He was also Davy Jones, yeah, from uh, yeah. from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Like he w- he was also oh from Harry Potter. Scrimgeall. Wait, who was Dave? Who was Davy Jones? Emmerich. Emmerich. Yeah. Wow. And he also played Scrimgeall in. Um, in Harry Potter. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> New show, Tales of Agelis' Dirty Fantasy. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Might be a thing. Hey, this is war. It happens. I don't know, dude. There's no more war in this game. Uh, that's true. They're taking it all away with one Tamriel, can huh? You, can you just feel my my faction pride is dead? Yeah. And it's yeah. slowly killing things for me? You know, here's something, talking about the main story. When you speak about Faction Pride being dead with one Tamriel, do you think the faction leaders will play a part? Like, let's join forces kind of deal. Oh, God. I'll hate everything. If if I see, if, if Yorn the Scald King, Emmerich, and the Queen somehow come together, when they couldn't come together for... Molog Ball and a whole bunch of dark anchors ripping through their land. 
Uh, well, that was before the one Tamriel patch. I'll, so I'll flip. I don't, you mean back when it, everything was good and happy? Mm. Good old days. Uh, Clan of Orphan, but now we will have a, a real community guild with no barriers. Uh, As for mechanics, I get you. But from faction pride point of view, there's also that. And the lore side, it just feels very shoehorned. Um, yeah, from a, a community point of view and a game mechanic point it works, of view. It, it works sense. good. Yeah, it works good as a game mechanic for the game and for us as players. But just mentally, things that drew me to this game, the story, it's like they're erasing the story for me. I think I'm going to start going through the Wings of Fate Guild. Anyone I see logged in as AD just gets a boot. DC's okay, but AD, nope, boot, 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 boot. You hear that, Am- you hear that, Amanda? Yeah, next time I see you on an AD character, you're getting kicked from the guild. <laughs> DC's okay. AD, no. DC just gets put as initiate. Yeah, the- <laughs> DC just gets demoted. <laughs> um, yeah, DC just gets demoted. Uh, well, there you go. Alright, so... I guess we can wrap up this discussion because we're kind of running long and rambling at this point. But uh, sure, um, yeah, I honestly, I I wouldn't put it past them to see the faction leaders being brought in as a main story arc again. But the 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 main heroes, the five companions, I think they're gone. Our four companions now. Well, three companions now. I think I think the faction leaders will be more of like more like the companions in the way of you might get them in a random big side quest or something along that line. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll actually come back and like like the next part of the main story. I don't think they'll be a part of it. I think um, Elder Scrolls Online is very much trying to stray away from the faction thing yeah. and putting the faction leaders back in the game or giving them a major role isn't going to help what they're trying to do right now. Makes sense. So, all right, Avi. Uh, that's kind of the end of our show. So, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? All that fun stuff. All right. Well, you can find me pretty much everywhere: Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, if there's somewhere for me to talk, I'm there. And that's at Avi Optimal, A V I O P T I M A L. And after this discussion, all I gotta say is blood for the pack. Blood for the pack. You didn't add your Battle.net tag for when you're overwatching. Uh, I don't know the number. Oh. <laughs> optimal hashtag something. Gotcha. Gotcha. Why, why don't you have me on battle tag? You play WoW. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Only, I, only, I only have people who play Overwatch. <laughs> Alright. Understandable. Alright. Well, you can find me on in-game Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S. You can find me on Twitter. Jealous, A-G-E-L-O-S, underscore W-O-F. Of course, you can find me all those other places as well. Um, don't forget our Steam community, Dungeon Crawler Network, PS4 community as well. Search those terms. You'll find us. Uh, YouTube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. And, of course, Facebook. You can find us there as well. I would repeat what we are, but it's pretty simple. Just Dungeon Crawler Network is your default go-to. There you go. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did talking about the spoiler cast. As I'm sure Avi and I have been uh, wanting to have a spoiler cast for a while. So For a long time, since yeah. I finished Orsinium. 
<laughs> so here we are. We got to talk about it. And we will be back next week with Arcaneer in tow. Um, and we will probably be talking some Update 11 or Update 12 and some of that interesting news and see how that unfolds throughout the week. So everyone have a great day, and we will see you in Tamriel. Serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway. Don't.